We never left the Garden of Eden. We're always given that choice, you know, to eat the healthy food or to eat the forbidden food. It is your choice. I mean, let's wisen up here and uh, let's not make the same mistakes that Adam and Eve made. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for good health. Hi, I'm Dr. Sal, and I've been a practicing surgeon for well over 30 years. And my goal for each episode is that you'll be able to have your mind transformed to God's design for good health and to affect the way you eat and live. If you're new here, we release a new episode every week. And if you enjoy the content, would you leave us a review? It really helps our ratings and allows our show to reach more people in turn, we can help those people as far as their lifestyle change and their health. We thank you for your support. So on today's episode, we'll be talking about obesity and its complications. So let's dive right on in, in today's health quest. Obesity is now considered the pandemia of the 21st century. It comprises the greatest healthcare problem of our society with its rapidly growing prevalence. It's actually doubled since 1980. Regardless of your sex, your race, age, location, social economic status, and this was actually uh, discussed in, in an article by Choi. In 2012, Finkelstein and his colleagues forecasted 42% by 2030. And that represents about a 33% increase in prevalence among Americans. But ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to wait till 2030 because the Department of Health and Human Services reported in October of 2017 that by the end of 2016, and this is four years later from Fickelstein's uh, report, that 39.8%, 39 39.8%, that's 40% of adults in the United States were obese. The World Health Organization in June of 2015 reported that 26% of children are obese in the United States and 15% of the youth are borderline obese. It has been observed that over half of the obese children will continue to be obese in adulthood. But the U.S. is not the only geographic location experiencing the influx in obesity. This trend is moving to other countries and across the globe. So, what is the cause? H. Ruby and Hugh in 2015 in their article documented that the contributing factors fueling this epidemic in the United States is our economic growth, industrialization, mechanized transportation, urbanization, increasing sedentary lifestyle, and nutritional transition to processed foods and high caloric diets over the past 30 years. Other countries are adopting our ways and beginning to see the same change. Europe, on the other hand, is still resistant. So what are the complications of obesity? Well, let's dive into a, the, the litany of disorders that are associated with it. Well, metabolically, diabetes is one of the most common, most commonly seen of all these disorders. And the risk of a normal person, and when I say normal weight, I should say a normal weight person Developing diabetes is about 8%. The risk in obese patients or obese people is 43%. Now, 
Now, I want to bring something up that's really interesting, an interesting statistic that there was no type 2 diabetes in Europe during World War II. No type 2 diabetes in Europe during World War II. Why? Well, if you take a look, I mean, if you watch any of these documentaries, large cities as well as small towns were literally demolished. So any stores that, uh, like your grocery stores or your bakeries or your meat uh, stores, these were all destroyed. And then one could say, well, what about in the farm areas? Well, even the farms were destroyed during the bombings and a lot of the crops were destroyed. My family experienced that on both sides, my mother and my father's side, where sometimes they had to hide in churches or had to move into other towns. And these people would go days without eating food. So again, no type 2 diabetes during World War II in Europe. Let's move on to the cardiovascular diseases. Well, hypertension is up there on the list. And there's nearly a, a, a linear relationship between the body mass index and blood pressure. And weight loss reduces about 70% of hypertension in overweight individuals. Dyslipidemia, it's a term that we use when your uh, doctor draws your blood and finds that your triglycerides and your cholesterols um, well above the normal range. And then of course, we've got to get into the coronary heart disease. So for every four kilograms per meter squared of increase in body mass index, there's a 26% increase in cardiovascular disease, which eventually could lead to heart failure, stroke, because the arteries are getting clogged and you could release a clot and it could block a, a vessel in the brain. And we see stroke being two times higher in obese patients than we do in normal weight patients or individuals. The neurologic diseases, you have dementia, Alzheimer's, cognitive decline or memory loss and mood disorders and anxiety. Um, with that, in the category of neurologic disorders, we're now realizing the macular degeneration occurs in people that are obese and at a much younger age. And of course, there's the two types, which is the dry and the wet. But either way, uh, in the dry, you get fatty accumulation in the back of the eye that eventually destroys the nerves cells or the retina. And then in the wet, there's the diseased blood vessels uh, uh, near the nerve, and that causes a, a decline in, in vision. And usually obesity triggers the epigenetic changes in the innate immunity and exacerbates the neuroinflammation. And epigenetics, again, uh, the term in, in Greek means above the genes. And we'll eventually get into the epigenetics later on in, a, in another podcast. Um, but even though you have your hard drive, which is your DNA, your DNA can be modified or, or uh, the, the expressions can be changed just by um, the chromatin that surrounds the DNA, which could be altered by uh, environmental influences. Obesity accounts for about 20% of all cancer cases in the United States. Um, discuss more about cancers in another podcast. In the respiratory area, we, we've got uh, obstructive sleep apnea, uh, which is more common. And this is not just mechanically related, but it's associated with other meta metabolic disorders. We've noticed a higher level of asthma in patients uh, who are overweight or obese. And then weight loss is shown to improve the symptoms of asthma in obese patients. What about the gastrointestinal system or the GI tract? Well, we've got non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, 
uh, and usually inflammation is a manifestation of the metabolic syndrome and it's uh, the consumption of too much high fructose corn syrup is what causes this uh, fatty liver disease which is also known as cirrhosis of the liver. It was interesting because in a uh, lecture that I attended back in 2003 with Dr. Robert Lustig, he was saying that in 40 years from 1993, when um, high fructose corn syrup was allowed by the authorities to, um, to sweeten the foods, that 40 years from that occurring, so uh, sugar was substituted in, in all of the um, soda pops, the cereals, the ice cream with high fructose corn syrup. And Dr. Lustig said that in 40 years from now, you're going to have people with cirrhosis of the liver that never had any alcoholic beverages because high fructose corn syrup gets metabolized in the liver just like alcohol. We also noticed that individuals who are obese have more gallbladder problems, uh, such as uh, cholecystitis, which is an inflammation of the gallbladder or gallbladder stones. Pancreatitis or inflammation of the pancreas is also uh, more common in obese patients. And then we've got reflux dis disorder or GERD. And more uh, people that are obese have more reflux. And now we're seeing a sevenfold increase in esophageal cancer. And the reason for this is because a lot of the obese patients are now uh, getting the sleeve procedure or the gastric bypass surgery, which causes a lot of reflux and that irritation from the acid chronically irritating the lower uh, portion of the esophagus, those cells, it's called Barrett's esophagitis, those cells eventually transform into cancer cells. What about fertility? Well, we've noticed a decrease in sperm and testosterone in men and women reduce fertility um, as a result of being obese. And there's also an increase in pregnancy loss in the form of spontaneous miscarriages with women that are obese as well. Polycystic ovarian syndrome is a disorder which uh, involves metabolic syndrome or uh, insulin uh, resistance with uh, hirsutism. And you'll see these women have uh, hair growing on their chin. And of course, women with polycystic ovarian syndrome are overweight. So we've also noticed something that was really interesting, and that is that um, obesity during pregnancy can neurologically rewire a baby in utero. So when a baby is in the, in the womb, that the neurologic system can get rewired, and obesity can cause a fetus to develop these abnormal uh, circuits in the brain uh, these abnormal neuronal uh, circuits in the brain that's related to controlling appetite and which it eventually uh, results in weight gain and diabetes later in life. Also being overweight during pregnancy can harm the fetus's stem cells. So stem cells are very important in healing later on in life. What about the musculoskeletal system? Well, we've noticed an increase in osteoarthritis and we think that, well, you know, somebody's 120 pounds overweight. And I used to tell this to my patients, you know, grab uh, two 60-pound dumbbells and hold on to them all day long and, and walk and go up the stairs with those uh, dumbbells. And you'll see that that's what you're actually carrying as far as being 120 pounds overweight. But we thought that a lot of this osteoarthritis was caused by uh, weight bearing, but it really isn't. 
it's really as a result of inflammation, which we'll be talking about later. Um, rheumatoid arthritis is 30% higher in the obese patients. And of course, uh, people with obesity have higher incidences of gout. As far as the kidneys, well, there's a disorder known as glomerulonephropathy, which is a breakdown of the, uh, the cells in the kidneys, which eventually leads to end-stage renal failure. And the relative risk increases as we put on more weight. Also, people who are overweight and obese have more kidney stones. And this has its own um, onslaught of issues later on, especially trying to um, uh, get rid of these stones. Psychologically, well, we see more depression and anxiety uh, in obese patients. And of course, depression uh, usually revolves around a sense of hopelessness and anxiety is characterized by fear and apprehensive uh, and nervous thoughts exaggerated by worries about the future. And remember, folks, we talked about this in our earlier podcasts um, when, when Christ said, um, he who takes to the plow and keeps looking back is not fit for the kingdom. The kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is in the present moment. But if we're going to keep worrying about or um, complain about the past, uh, which gets us depressed or have any anxiety or fears about the future. Uh, this is all bl- biblical. I mean, Christ talks about this. Then we have to start focusing on the kingdom of hand and the miracles that we can actually create. Um, but then again, our will has to be in alignment with God's will, and we have to develop the discipline to do what we need to do, and that is stay away from the forbidden foods. What about the immune system? Now, this is where we get into the nitty-gritty because... The immune system becomes a a, a very important uh, aspect of whole body homeostasis. And in obesity, the immune system gets dysregulated and that makes us more susceptible to infections uh, during childhood. Um, If you go into the hospital and you have surgery, the surgical sites get more infected uh, and we develop more of these nosocomial infections which are hospital acquired infections when in the hospital. Obese people also have more urinary tract infections and skin disorders as well. Being overweight or obese makes you, makes actually vaccines less effective. So this whole COVID scare, a lot of these vaccines um, weren't working well, particularly in overweight individuals. The other thing with the, the immune system is, is the immune system can be thrown off balance and this can also cause autoimmunity, which can lead to disorders like rheumatoid arthritis, where the immune system starts to attack the joints and other organ systems and even the skin. And we see that um, uh, psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis is also more common in people that are overweight. One of the ways to, uh, to treat that, in essence, is actually stay away from wheat products. And of course, uh, we'll get into that. Dr. William Davis in his book, Will, uh, Wheat Belly, he's a cardiologist, will treat his patients initially in the first six weeks by getting people off of wheat for six weeks before he even administers any medications. And 70 to 80% of these patients actually, their cardiovascular system or any kind of disorders, uh, either through blood or um, cardiac abnormalities, improves thereafter. Well, stay off of wheat for six weeks and watch your psoriasis improve by 80 to 90 percent. 
Um, I had a couple of patients of mine that came to see me years ago that had psoriatic arthritis, which is one of the worst arthritises. Uh, that's where you have psoriasis, but arthritis. And put them on the paleo diet. They were very strict with it. And uh, they, they literally cut their medications down by 75%. So we can conclude that excessive accumulation of body fat or significantly enlarged adipose tissue is pivotal in the development of obesity and its related complications. And this is associated with an increase in early mortality. And that was actually one of the reasons why I tell people today that we're not living as long as we thought we were. Uh, yes, up until the 1970s compared to the 1920s with the advent of uh, antibiotics and respirators, we are now capable of living longer. However, today, uh, relative to 50 years ago, we're not living as long as we thought we could because now we're developing more of these complications and it's leading to an early death. There was a study by uh, Mortensen in 2001. Um, the fat cells or the adipose tissue is now not considered a storage site for excess energy or to be used for thermal protection against the cold. Intense research in the past 20 years have given us a picture of a highly active organ involved in metabolic, hormonal, and immune processes that affects local and systemic organs and um, is very crucial to the whole body homeostasis. In the past, we thought it was just the liver, the bone marrow, and the thymus that was believed to get involved in these functions. Uh, but uh, now we realize that... Um, that the main burden of obesity lies in its in interconnection with metabolic and non-metabolic diseases. So what are the mechanisms of the complications of obesity? Well, there are numerous mechanisms underlying the complications, and we'll look at uh, the two most prominent players. Uh, one is inflammation, and obesity is associated with a state of chronic low-level sterile inflammation, and it's characterized by an infiltration of immune cells into the fat cells or the adipose tissue and increased production and subsequent secretion of inflammatory factors known as cytokines into the circulation. And the second one is gut microbiome or the gut bacteria that impacts our metabolism through signaling pathways that have effects on inflammation and insulin resistance. So I know that today I gave you a litany of disorders that are associated with obesity. And I, I didn't mean to get into such detail, but it's to make you aware of all these disorders that we have now in America. It's becoming more and more prevalent as a result of being overweight. Folks, you got to ask the question, is this what God wanted for us? I mean, God doesn't understand disease. He doesn't. He understands health. He knows how to restore your health. But in doing so, you have to align your will with his will, which requires discipline on your part. You remember, I always said that we never left the Garden of Eden. We're always given that choice, you know, to eat the healthy food or to eat the forbidden food. It is your choice. I mean, let's wisen up here and uh, let's not make the same mistakes that Adam and Eve made. So you've been given that power, that choice, but you have to align your will with God's will. And, you know, God works. He works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Actually, he doesn't even have a time clock. He just continuously works. 
And we have to do the same thing. We have to take you know, matters into our own hand by way of discipline and saying no to certain things and doing the things that we need to do. This is important. And this is, that's the first step. And that's where we talked about in the earlier podcast about mind over matter. If you get your mind thinking of these wonderful, healthy things that you need to do and you actually do them one step at a time, one day at a time, and sometimes it may take longer than you anticipate, but hey, just be patient. Be patient with God. God will get you there as long as you're honest with yourself and you're doing what you have to do. Um, in the future podcast, we're going to give you more and more advice as to what to do. First of all, we talked about uh, you know staying away from wheat products. Um, a great book by William Davis, you know, Wheat Belly. Stay away from wheat products. Um, the paleo diet is one of my favorite diets, and that's pretty much the one that I follow. And get to that weight that's healthier for you, where you'll start seeing that you won't need be, you won't need to take these medications once you get closer and closer to your weight. So today's episode, there was a lot. The takeaway message is: Can I make a change? And the answer to that is yes, if you are willing to make that change. You know, that's one of God's greatest gifts to us that we actually take with us when we pass from this earth, and that is our will. And if we align it with God's, you can move in the direction to better health. I'm telling you, you're going to feel better about yourself, and you'll make the world around you that much better for you and for others. And in our future podcast, we'll be talking about two pivotal uh, players that actually contribute to the obesity, and that is inflammation and the gut microbiome. I'd like to thank you for watching our show today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave us a review, a very good review, and visit our website and social media accounts to connect with us more. If you would like to see any of the sources of research in this episode, it would be available in the show notes and description. I want you to have a wonderful day, and God bless. Mm -hmm.